Blog Talk Radio. I was eating junk. I had just had two children back to back. I used to not be able to get on the ground. I never, ever daily exercise. Before, if I'd get down, I'd need a chair or something to help me get back up. I was 84 pounds heavier at one time. I was always a big dude, but I couldn't move around. That all changed when they met Diamond Dallas Page. Started doing yoga, man. I started doing a, a thing called DDP yoga. It's Nacho Mama's yoga. WCW heavyweight champion, known for his signature move, the Diamond Cutter. Diamond Cutter! Took what he learned recovering from an injury and years in the ring and created DDP Yoga. Working out combined with the eating habits, it was a huge difference. I felt so much better. It's a lot of fun for me because I never used to be able to be active. Now I'm, I'm, I'm on the floor, I'm rolling around, it's pretty cool. More than importantly, I just want to be alive. I'm down about 110 pounds. DDP Yoga can work for anyone. DDP. DDP Radio. Well, 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 it is me, Michael D. Mullins, broadcasting live from the DDP Radio Megaplex in beautiful Raleigh, North Carolina, where I currently reside, and of course, I get the golden escalator all the way up to the top floor, the shipping top floor of the biggest building in all of Raleigh, North Carolina, and then I climb that tower, rung by rung by rung, that golden tower with diamonds and light and sparkles, and I look to the great white north, and deep into the tundra, into the mountain, on top of the mountain, on top of the mountain, on top of Mount Ontario, when I completely made up that there isn't a Mount Ontario, but for the purposes of the story, Mount Ontario, and uh, currently there's a burning fire, there's a flame, there's a cabin, a log cabin, and the red lights just radiating out of it. In that cabin, quotes, inspiration and diamond cutters are made, and that cabin is inhabited by my co-host, the one the only Crystal Stewart, and when I reach in and put the sparkles from the tower into the cabin of BDP Radio, boom, to the universe, all ends it goes, and that's how we do this show tonight. Crystal, how are you, my friend? <laughs> Did you bang your head? I'm just wondering. <laughs> I'm good. Typically, yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, 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 li- I lived under power lines child you have to forgive me <laughs> yes it uh, yeah anyway <laughs> well um <laughs> i'm glad to be back i, I was off last week I, I headed down to the DDCY performance center and i was uh, it was awesome i got to uh, host uh the all-star roast that we filmed down there um i was really excited to be asked to be the roast master so i got to make fun of all the cool kids at the DDCY performance center but i got a little bit of heat i gotta talk about all right, I've been around here for a long time, and you'd think I'd get a little bit of respect, you know, with, with what we do and how <laughs> we're consistent. Whenever I saw anybody at the Performance Center, their question is, how's Crystal? Have you seen Crystal? Aww. Where's Crystal? They were all, it was all the Crystal show. You're not even there and it's the Crystal show. I'm like, listen, I'm right here, baby. I'm standing here in the flesh. <laughs> show me a little respect around here. No, it was oh, a lot of fun. that's so sweet. And, but, uh, no, you were missing. There were a lot of people asking for you, and you had a blast. And uh, I know that um, you, uh, you couldn't make it down this time, but we had a lot of fun, and, and you definitely were missed. Um, so without any further ado, I think we're going to have to bring our next guest up. Uh, I know you've been working hard on filling all those spots. I think you're, you're booked until January 2027 at this point. Um, and my wife is wrestling my cast out of my room at the moment, so you'll have to excuse my distraction. <laughs> um, and I, I, I love, you know, when we have a guest on, we, we connect with people. We, we connect people to people. People hear stories. They get invested. And, and I like to, uh, I like the fact that we swing back around it and, and meet up people where they are either a month later, years later, and uh, see how they're going. Because as we know, this isn't a finite before and after, like, this is a continuous journey, and uh, you're great at finding guests that connected with people and, 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 and re, 
you know, bring them back around for another show. And I think we got a pretty uh, awesome guest here tonight. And uh, without any further ado, I think I'm going to have you explain to our listeners what we got going on tonight. Sure. So, as Mike mentioned, um, tonight's guest is a returning warrior. Um, we love hearing what they've been up to. So, I thought it would be a great night to t- sit down and talk to Murphy Murph. Um, he is a fan favorite around here, so it's good to have him back. Tonight, Mike and I welcome back returning warrior in Murphy Murph. Um, some time has certainly passed since he was on, so we figured we were due to have a visit and a conversation. Murphy always reminds me of the saying, whether you do or you don't, the time is going to pass anyway. So you might as well try and give it your best shot. Change comes with effort, and tonight's guest is not afraid of sweat. Welcome back to the show this week, my friend, tonight's warrior, Murphy Murph. Oh, it would help if uh, I hit the button. Nope, that was my fault. Sorry about that. Hey, Murphy, what's going on, man? Hey, not too bad. Uh, Thanks for having me back. Hey, Murph. No problem, man. The the man's so nice, they named you twice, right? (laughs) Right. Uh, I always think about, like, Rad Radford uh, in the WWF and Murph Murphy. No, Murphy Murph. I always... See, I always mess it up because Murphy sounds like the last name. And uh, Crystal's corrected me three times now, and I've always gotten it wrong. But we appreciate you coming back on with us, man. Uh, it's all good. It's all good. Call me whatever you want. Just make sure you call me. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, 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 I just met you, and that seems crazy. <laughs> oh, come on. Good Lord. Come on. I had to get... <laughs> <laughs> well, welcome, yep, I... welcome back to the show. <laughs> we um, we uh, glad to have you back. If you if you missed uh, Murphy's uh, first uh, time around, if you go into the DBTY archives, there's a ton of great shows there, and you can kind of connect to this full story. But uh, for for the sake of the people tuning in tonight, can you give us just a quick overview of uh, how you got to this point where you were last time, and uh, what's been going on since we last talked to you? Yeah, yeah. About four years ago, uh, I found myself at 456 pounds, and I looked in the mirror, and I was out of breath, and I was sweating and red-faced because I had been trying to tie my shoes. And that was the day that I, I looked in the mirror, and I said, I don't want to be this person anymore. Uh, and that was uh, the day that I started DDPY. I uh, used DDPY exclusively uh, with calorie counting to lose over 200 pounds in two years. And then I started training because I fell in love with uh, obstacle course racing. And I find DDPY to be the perfect uh, cool down and recovery and uh, warm up uh, to all of the training that OCR involves. That's amazing. Now, was it the Spartan race you were involved in, if I remember correctly? Was it one of those uh, or this, was it different? Absolutely, yes. Uh, this last month, uh, the last uh, last weekend, the weekend before and the weekend before that, I did four obstacle course races in basically uh, two weeks. Uh, I did uh, Spartan, I did a Tough Mudder, and I did a couple of the lower uh, distance um, local ones. Holy wow, moly. That's, that's no joke. You know, I, I have a buddy of mine who was coming up here last year, and he was doing the trifecta, the, the Spartan race thing. And what, I, I was impressed. I'm like, oh, good for you, man. And then I saw what that involved, and oh, my God, that is a, <laughs> in, incredible. And to think that, you know, the, amount, the, the level athlete that you have to do to complete something like that, and, to tell, and then you tell people on top of that that you're almost 500 pounds I mean, that didn't, that couldn't even have entered your mind as in the realm of possibility back then, I'm, I'm assuming. Uh, it entered my mind in the realm of I wish. I, uh, since growing up, I, I grew up with uh, Double Dare and Family Double Dare, and every time they did that physical challenge, I wanted to be that guy, but I was over 300 pounds as a kid and most of my adult life, so it was definitely outside of the, uh, yeah, that's not possible. 
Um, so I, I never pursued it until I started getting into shape. Uh, and now I just, I'm in love with it. I, 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 just I mean, the world, the devil there. Uh, oh, sorry. One sec, Crystal. I'll, no, I, I mean, to cut no, you off. I was just going to make a dumb comment. I was going to say, I remember exclusively the devil dare stuff and my dreams weren't in doing the obstacle courses, but when you saw those giant Sundays with the whipped cream, I thought those whipped creams look delicious. <laughs> me too, me too. Sorry, Crystal, that was way too dumb of a joke to interrupt you in the middle of See, we don't have that show here, so I don't even know what it is. But that being said, um, the world of possibilities has blown wide open for you. So what's next on your list of things to do? Uh, well, uh, I... The reason I did what I did in the last uh, three weeks was it was the last bit of my Positively Unstoppable Challenge. Uh, mm. I have submitted. Uh, if you're listening to this and you have not submitted your content, you've got like three days left. Uh, as of September 27th, do it now uh, because I, that, that has been my drive. This year has been almost entirely focused on uh, – putting in the effort and putting in the work for that challenge. I'd really like to be a champion. And I think this year I've got a great shot at it. Um, I just want to take the chance to art to say this before anybody else, but you already are a champion Murphy. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. I just want the hardware. Now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I get it. I want that belt. I've been dreaming about that belt. Uh, for a long time. <laughs> you know, a, a lot of people say it's not about the hardware, it's not about the championship, but in a way it is, especially if you've been kind of, you know, if, if you've lived the life, like I was at a point there where I just had let, really let myself go and, and I was overweight and no one really expected much of me. And, you know, when you turn your life around and you get handed that piece of metal or that title or that, uh, you know, that victory, it, it really is. It's representative of the whole course and a whole challenge that I've been through over the past several years. And to hold that in your hand, whether you win it or you don't, I mean, it, it, to complete it is amazing. But to have that in your hand, it's almost like a physical manifestation of everything I've been through. Absolutely. And I view it as uh, the same way I view these OCR medals. Uh, every time I step on the course, it's it's another chance to – attack a personal challenge of something and do something better than I did last time. And I can go into my yoga room and I can look at that wall of metals and I'm like, I achieved something uh, for the first time in my life. And having that belt on that wall would just be the final, like it would be the, the end cap to this four years, uh, the first four years of this journey. And then I can move on to, Next year, which is bigger, better, faster, and more OCR, I will be doing a trifecta next year, finally. <laughs> um, Murphy, what would your advice be to someone who is really struggling or finds themselves in a rut? Uh, it's really about figuring out why you're in a rut. Uh, I am a big proponent of asking myself detailed granule questions trying to figure out the why behind anything that I do. If I feel like shit, I want to know, is there something external? Is it I'm not living up to something that I want to live up to? It's just, you've got to sit down and you've got to truly, honestly ask yourself why you want to be in a better place than you are. And then you've got to focus on that just every day. Uh, there, there comes a point where it's less about, motivation and more about this is the life that I want. I need to do those things every day to get that life. Eventually it becomes just habit uh, like sitting on the couch. Uh, you come home, you change in your yoga clothes and you hit the mat. It's just, it's, it's one of those things that you got to just, you, you just keep doing it without thinking about it. And eventually you start to feel weird when you don't do it. You know, it, it's kind of a really good conversation to have with you because I know that um, just in my situation, it's hard to have faith sometimes that, you know, you're not 
always going to be in the situation that you are starting in. And that's it's easy to resign yourself once you feel stuck. I, I agree. Uh, there, there used to be a lot of, well, this is how it is. How do I work around right. this rather than fixing it? Uh, I've come to believe that um, progress is happiness. Uh, and if you can make a 1% difference improvement every day, you're, you're, you're going to start feeling better about yourself because you're, you're putting the work in and you're becoming the person you want to be. It's slow, and sometimes it sucks. Uh, all of 2022, I was trying to lose even more weight and stuck in the same five-pound range, and I could have got frustrated, but it's, it's just I, the work itself became the progress. Uh, sometimes the, the numbers aren't going to go where you want them to, but if you keep putting in the effort, the results will come, and you just got to believe that. It's really hard to believe it, though, sometimes. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I mean, no, I was going to say, yeah. Um, So when you made these changes, you know, obviously there's obviously a million different reasons to want to lose weight in your 400 and something pounds. But when you started, you know, gaining that momentum and you started, like, realizing not only am I getting in shape, but now I'm pushing myself above in shape and now, you know, I'm going for the next ring. I lost the weight and I'm, I'm going for it. How much does challenging yourself fit into your daily, you know, workouts or your exercise? There's a lot of people that chase, you know, chase the competition, and then there's a lot of people that is like, I just want to challenge myself and prove to myself that I can do it. What are your motivations? Or is it, a, is it like a combination of a lot of different things? Oh, it is definitely not competition with anybody else. Uh, I've never been a, a, like, team sports person trying to beat the other team. I'm a very focused you versus you type person. Um, and that's, that's one of the reasons why I seek out uh, things like these obstacle courses or uh, these aerial tree-to-tree physical challenge courses is because every time it is a microcosm of the challenges that I'm going to face in life. And as I gain the confidence in being able to overcome these challenges, the challenges that are going to come that I don't put myself into, I'll have more confidence in just dealing with them. So it's really just, just building confidence by doing hard things. So I have a quick question just because I'm morbidly um, curious. Um, when that little voice in your head says, what are you doing or you can't do this, what's your response? I <laughs> uh, start laughing. Um, that oh, little, well, so here, here's the thing. That little voice used to not be so little. Uh, I think I talked about this a little bit in the past, but yep. I, I used to have just a crippling imposter syndrome and that I wasn't qualified, that I was going to do something stupid and cost the company millions somehow, even though we don't deal with millions of dollars in my company. You know, you get it, but uh, – yep. The more you do the opposite of what that voice is telling you, uh, the more you just drown it out with positive affirmations. Um, as Dallas is so fond of saying, the uh, repetition of affirmations and all of that, uh, you start the, the volume of that voice, you actually can control it. And you can't get, in my experience, you can't get rid of it 100%. Uh, we're emo- emotional people, and when, we're, when I'm at my lowest, it gets loudest, but you do have a volume control. You can turn it down and replace it with something positive. And that's what I try to do. Do you have a favorite affirmation you'd be willing to share? Oh, wow. As soon as you said that, my mind went blank. I've got tons of them, (laughs) uh, but I'm a, I'm a big fan of Eddie Pinero. I don't know if any of you guys have heard of him. Uh, he is a, yep. a acoustic style motivational speaker, and his, a lot of his uh, uh, his catchy uh, rhythm just sticks in my brain. Uh, so the one that just popped into my head is uh, I use this when I'm when I'm out jogging or I'm in the middle of like an interval training and I'm dying. Uh, it's just stay within yourself. It doesn't matter what's five minutes from now. 
do exactly what's in front of you and do it to the best of your ability. Everything else will figure itself out. That's great. Wow. Yeah, I mean, I love that. And it really does kind of break down the big picture. A lot of times, especially, you know, I've been somebody where I've been 400, you know, almost 500 pounds, and just the ability to overcome that becomes daunting because I've said it before, the difference between drinking and being over, uh, having a food addiction and a and a booze addiction, I'm not saying they're equal or harder than the other, but if you stop drinking for a day, you're you're not you're not drunk, you're you're off alcohol. But I can eat really healthy for five days, and I'm still fat, and I'm going to be fat for a long time. And those long term, uh, you know, projects, those long term self improvement, can be really daunting. And once I kind of adopted the attitude myself that you're speaking of, of what's the best thing I can do right now? What's the best decision I can make right now to eat? What if, you know, if I'm in a restaurant and there's no good food, what's the one thing that's the best option? And even though I've probably gained weight, I still making that bet best option was kind of an internal victory for me because in all the things I could do, I chose the best. And Absolutely. breaking it down day by day, it, it was a game changer for me, so I totally uh, relate to that. Yeah, and and you're absolutely right about it being daunting. When you're when you're looking at the in the mirror and you're almost 500 pounds, uh, and you are supposed to be, according to medical science, like 200 pounds, uh, it's it's real hard to to imagine a future like that. But uh, I actually took some time and practiced some visualization. Um, I'm one of the things I'm pretty good at is uh, coming up with the worst possible case in any scenario. But I discovered that if I can do that, I can do the exact opposite. So uh, when I was at my heaviest, I actually created a vision of myself as an athlete, as someone who had just finished some big athletic competition and was holding up a medal of some sort. And I held on to that vision as my North Star. I every time I trained, it was that was what I was looking at, and I stopped looking in the mirror for a while. Uh, well, that's, a, that's the your, whole. You your, know. Sorry. Oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry. Didn't no, mean to make you guys speechless. <laughs> no, I'm no, no. A I'm sorry. Here, so. <laughs> so. Has the circle of friends that you surround yourself with changed? Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. When I was, uh, before 2015, I, I ran in some circles that uh, were not, not positive messages uh, and not good examples. And now it's, it's like, as you start to improve yourself, the, the people who don't want you to improve will end up showing themselves and going away anyway, for the most part. Yep. And the people yep. who do want you to improve are going to come out of the woodwork and celebrate your victories with you. And that's what I found. People like Iron Myron, uh, Kenny Dunn, uh, they're, they're my OCR <laughs> boys. Um, all the Britneys out there are just killing it. I'm, I'm loving watching their stories. It's, you just surround yourself with people who are doing things that you want to do. It makes it a little easier when you're not feeling 100% about it. What would you tell your old self, sitting where you were today, if you could go back and tell yourself one piece of advice, what would it be? Well, every time I get a Facebook memory from 2011, I can't decide if I want to smack myself from back then uh, or hug him and, and tell him that it is possible to do better. Uh, I, I, a lot of people uh, like the message, it gets better as you go along. Uh, for me, that, that wouldn't really resonate. I, I would need to tell myself something like, you can do better and it's worth it. Because as soon as I decided that it was worth doing better, I got really good at doing better. Um, so I just, I wish I had heard that message earlier. That's awesome. Yeah, that's a great, that's a great point. You know, a lot of people, you know, also 
frame themselves as victim of the world or victim of the time or the victim of the circumstances. And I'm sure in a lot of cases there, there's some victimizations going on, but I think as soon as you put it out there as out of your hands and powerless to the, to, you know, whatever the uh, outside circumstances in your life are, whether or not that's true or not, but when you kind of relinquish that power, it kind of also forfeits the power to change or make yourself change, you know? And, and I think I, I the way you talk to yourself is, is very uh, crucial to, to change. And just giving yourself the power in verbiage that I can make this happen is, is very powerful. Uh, I agree, and I, one of the reasons why that's hard is because part of the uh, accepting that you have the ability to change and do better is accepting that you are where you are predominantly because of your choices. So, and mm-hmm. for some people, that's a hard pill to swallow. Uh, and I, I, looking back, um, a lot of where I was was because I made the wrong decisions because my imposter syndrome was tell I was listening to that voice instead of the the good voice in my head. Hmm. That's yeah, very that's interesting. A, I, I mean, I, I've done the same thing and, and I had, you know, those forms of imposter syndrome too, but you know, I, I'm kind of a, a, a crazy person. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> I always used to think that I, I was fooling everybody into thinking like, you know, in my career and stuff, I, I got successful doing stuff. And I'm like, I thought I was fooling people into thinking that, Oh, I know what I'm doing here. I'm good at what I do. And people tell me, do you think you're fooling it? But at the same time, I'm also very much lying to myself and putting on that. I know what I'm doing. And I, I've, I've got this figured out while secretly just terrified and second guessing everything I do. So uh, it, it's so hard when you're trying to present a bravado or, or present a certain way when all, when your reality is I've done this to myself. I, I've, I've done a lot of this to myself and I'm stuck in this spot where people think I'm good and I'm shit or people think I'm, you know, this and I'm that. And, and you're constantly doing 3d chess to find who you really are in this equation. You know, a lot of us lie to ourselves, you know, I've said this a million times. They say you can lie to everyone, but you can't lie to yourself. And I always say, bullshit, I can lie to myself better than anybody. Bullshit. But, <laughs> yeah. Right. We are masters at lying and justification to ourselves. It's it's easy oh, yeah. to do because there's no one holding you accountable. If you lie to your friends and family and you get caught, there's a, a social pain to that. But when you lie to yourself, yeah, who cares? It's just nobody notices that. So uh, one of the tricks, that, and I was right there with you, I, I would hide things in the fog. Uh, my trick was to just not think about it, not, not lie to myself about it, just like, I'm just not going to bother thinking about that at all, and just leave it festering in the side and never dealing with it. Um, and at, at a certain point, you just have to, if, if you want to become, to get to a better place, you have to just stop lying to yourself. 100% brutal honesty even if it sucks. Uh, and it helps if you actually write that down because uh, seeing it on paper kind of changes your perspective of it a little bit and you can see where your flaws are and then maybe you can start working on those. And that's where I started. You've done a really good job of it. Every time I see you, <laughs> you're doing something so extraordinary Well, thank you. That's, oh, thank uh, you, Chris. Uh, oh, you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you, you've been holding down a great ship here, Mike. <laughs> oh, oh, my goodness. You. you know what? See, he doesn't need anybody to inflate his head. We have a hard enough time getting it through the door now. <laughs> Anyways, where's the oh. new button here? I can control Crystal's voice. <laughs> 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 no. But, but, you know, since we talked about you, you know, a lot of times people think getting the weight off, that's the goal. That's the end goal. Now I'm here. I can either try to stay here or just a lot of people end up gaining the weight back or kind of like start slipping. I've done it myself several mm-hmm. times. Um, like I said, I can probably fit all of my friends if they needed a shirt from XL to, I mean, large to 5XL and back and forth a few times. But when you get to the point where you're where you're at, suddenly the weight coming off, 
can't be the motivation anymore. People don't know how to handle that sometimes because it's exciting to stand on the scale and see the weight drop every mm-hmm. week. Eventually, you start mm-hmm. to just get where you need to be, and you're going to find motivation outside that. And you seem to have found a lot of different outlets for that motivation. And, and how did you kind of explore that? And was it difficult to kind of readjust your priorities from kind of not trying to lose weight all the time to, all right, I got to stay here and find a way to push myself? Uh, well, yeah, that, that actually just happened this year. Um, all of 2022 was a low-grade frustration that, I, that the, there was no more weight coming off of uh, off the scale. Um, but th- throughout all of it, I was still continuing to work and train to try to get the weight off, and I, my body was reconfiguring. Uh, this year, it was actually a decision in January. I knew, I knew what I wanted to do for my Positively Unstoppable Challenge, uh, being the OCR content, so I decided that um, my re- one of my real passions outdoor is hiking and outdoor stuff and, and OCR. Uh, so I decided just to focus on that. Uh, no weight lifting or no, no weighing in um, every day anymore. I would do that like once every couple of weeks. And I would just start lifting weights and doing other training while incorporating the DDPY. Uh, and I just fell in love with it. You it, once you drop that weight, and this, this is back to your point, and I kind of rambled a little bit, but once you're done losing the weight, it is easy to fall back off, uh, just because yep. you're you're not motivated anymore. Uh, you've done what you wanted to accomplish, and without a new goal, you you go back to old habits real fast. Um, so I had to find a, a, a goal that does not expire. Um, I can never be perfect at OCR, but I can be a little better every day. And that's my, that's my new mission. <laughs> that's a solid piece of that's advice. That's great. Yeah. You know, a lot of people struggle with that and it's, and it's a struggle you're not prepared for because your whole life you you're trying to find that goal. You're trying to achieve that goal. And sometimes, you know, this happens too, you know, I, you hear these from people who have success, successful athletes or, or famous people, or they say you thought that the goal was going to fix all your problems. Once I get there, I'll be happy. I can get married and I'll have all the confidence I need. Mm-hmm. And sometimes when you get to that point and you still feel kind of uh, unfulfilled, it's a really dark place to be because this was supposed to be the catch-all answer. And in that moment, you've got to reconfigure your, your, your goals and you reconfigure your priorities um, when you find I out, 100% agree. The the best part though is if you if you think about it in a certain way, all of the tools that you use to get you to that uh, fitness goal can be shifted to the other things that now are very apparently wrong because we're told that if you if you lose a bunch of weight and get fit and get get pretty, you'll be happy, but it's just not true. You, you've got to have your own reasons for happiness. And when you reach a goal like 200 pounds or your, your goal weight and you're not happy still, then there's other things that you, you've got to sit down and figure out exactly what's, what's causing that. You, it, I'm, I'm a big fan of just taking an evening and doing a deep dive on everything you think is wrong with you and then trying to come up with at least one small thing you can do to improve that. That's a, that's a great piece of advice. It is. Um, right. the, there's, the, the, what they sell you on is, is so screwed up. And the, 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 idea, yes, of happiness is, the idea of happiness is, is, is a scam. So happiness isn't a destination. It's a temporary feeling. And I think that there's a lot of people that think everyone in the world is happy. And does that mean they're, they're at this place where they're just content for the rest of their lives and being right here and happy forever? And when they, they sell you on happiness, everyone that doesn't reach that magical state of happiness where everything's just fine now from, this, from going forward, it kind of is deflating. And you don't realize that happiness is, you know, like a tank of gas. It's something you're going to fill up every couple of days. And there's going to be times when you're empty or times when you're low or times when you're spun around the highway. But it's not a destination. And happiness is, is an effort that you've got to put in. And I think that that magical moment of, like, of the, everything's good from now on, happily ever after, selling people on that deflates a lot of people who don't think they can live up to that. It is, it is true. And, and we're not – so many people just default to, I can't do that. 
uh, especially if they've never tried. I mean, I, I have this quote downstairs in the dungeon, and it says, you know, when anything, be feeling stuck and allowing yourself, it's like getting a flat tire, but you don't get out of it by flashing the other three tires. Agreed. That is, that is right? true. Right? Right? You've got uh, to I, I like, deal with it. I, I like that, uh, to, to look at the world that uh, when there, there's very little that is as big as your emotional gravity makes it seem. And if, if you can step away from the, the raw emotion towards your situation, a lot of people will find that there, there are small things that could push them towards what they want to be happier. And the progress itself, in my experience, is what, is what makes the happiness. Um, I, I know my happiest moments, and you're right, they're cyclical, are when I've achieved something that I've been working on but have never succeeded in before. There, there's no greater feeling than that. And you don't find that unless you test yourself repeatedly. Yeah, yeah I mean, but, but, it boils right back. Sorry, Mike, it boils right back down to that um, thing. It's never about the destination. It's always about the journey. Amen. Right. Well, I mean, that's, that's the key right there. And, you know, Mike, uh, uh, Murphy, you've uh, demonstrated this time and time again, is it's, it's, it's so weird. Like the finish line is always it's been talked about. But you, after you get to the goal, you've got to hustle just as hard for the rest of your life doing other stuff. And that's right. really hard for people. They, they think once this is off, like smooth sailing. But you are doing a great job at finding what's next. And that's what DDPY is all about. There's always some place to go and there's always some place to do and push yourself. And that's the key is filling up that emptiness that, you know, that what's next with things that are going to inspire and, and challenge you every day. And the fact that you're doing all these, you know, obstacle races and all these amazing things, this all happened mostly post your, your weight loss, which was supposed to be mm-hmm. the big thing. And now you've kind of readjusted and you're like, well, I got to find more big things in my life. Things to really challenge. Agreed. Agreed. It used to be, I used to think of myself, Hey, I was a guy that lost 200 pounds doing DDPY. And now I kind of think of myself as, Hey, I'm becoming an elite OCR athlete because of DDPY and power cuffs. And that is a story I want to share with people because I view uh, I, I can't thank Dallas enough for these, these programs that he's come up with. He, he has a program like DDPY that literally takes you from your bed, and it can, if you use it properly, it can take you to a OCR course 15K Tough Mudder. It's amazing. <laughs> so we, we, were, we were getting the, the rundown of all the power cuff stuff this past weekend when I was at the PC and, and the, the amazing things that people are doing with them. Uh, talk about your experience. You know, a lot of people were like, you know, well, I, I wasn't a weightlifter. I was coming here for the DDPY. And then they go in and, and kind of adjust and, and I'll try these out. People are having amazing success. Uh, how have you found your experience been so far with the power cuffs? Oh, I absolutely love it. I've never been a weightlifter. In fact, the reason I went to DDPY is because it was the one thing I found that I could do in my underwear in my living room. Uh, I was not going to a gym. Um, but <laughs> I've done uh, three 12-week programs now, and I've been working closely with Dr. Tom, uh, and I've put on uh, a conservative 10 to 15 pounds of muscle. Uh, and it's just wow. my, my my strength is in, insane compared to last year. And that's, that's the reason I love these courses, because last year I did the same obstacle course. This year I did better on almost every single obstacle because of the power cuff workouts and the muscle and the strength that I had. Oh, wow. I am so proud of you. Wow. Yeah, that's amazing. Congratulations. And October 1st, training for 2024 begins. Wow. 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 That's, that's, I mean, that's the proof is in the pudding. I, that's what I love about, you know, the program and stuff is it's not one of those, Oh, did I improve or didn't I, you know, you're looking in the mirror trying to find like, yeah, I'm a little bit skinnier. It's like, 
week to week, you can do stuff that you did today that you couldn't do last week. And that's, that pushes you. It does. Every time you, you, I, I, I view those as tiny goalposts. So like wrap and burn from strength builder. I fell over probably a dozen times trying that. And just, a month ago, I finally touched two fingers, and I felt amazing because I've been trying for years. And it, it's, it's one of those things. It's like if you're paying attention to what you can do, you will see improvement almost immediately, and it will just keep getting better. I agree. Oh, well, I'm so happy for you. Yeah, Thank you. congratulations. And, and – What's 2024? What's 2025? Is there anything like any in particular goal that you'd love to hit, a position or or a race or an obstacle course? What's the big picture horizon for you? Right now, um, I have already signed up for a trifecta weekend in Seattle in next September. And next August, the Tough Mudder uh, 10 plus mile um, event. So those are my two things that I'm focused on to train for. Uh, and that's, what's going to pull me through every day when I don't want to train and don't want to do DDPY. I've got, I've got races that I've got coming up. So I'm going to be, uh, just pushing it. Uh, and I don't know. Um, I would love to find a central location in America and get a bunch of DDPY people together to do an obstacle course together. I want to grow Team DDPY OCR and just run with people who maybe you were 400 pounds as well and you're finally testing out your first 5K. I want to run with you uh, because I believe most people can do more than they think they can, and OCR is a great way to test that. And I think, Murphy, this is one of the greatest things about you is you are willing, you've been there, so you're willing to, you know, help anybody who might be struggling with anything, and you're really, really good at it. You're a great teacher, so I think this will be an incredible couple of years for you. I'm looking forward to it. You so you you have you're talking about doing the mutter and the trifecta and all this stuff, and, and I don't mean to pry, but what was the crime you did to get such a harsh sentence? <laughs> well, you know, I was rude to him uh, once. <laughs> oh man, no, I, that seems. I mean, I, I respect anyone who can do that, and and I'm I, that I'm not. That's not me. Uh, Crystal and I have talked about my immense hatred for running, which is why I started doing DDPY, and it's only because I I'm not. I can't see myself doing that, and so I just assume anyone who does it is crazy. Like I like the kind of guy that's like you know, the, the good-looking guy. You're like, oh, he's he sucks. It's like, oh no, I'm just jealous. But no, that seems that, like that's an fair. incredible uh, understanding. The way I look at it is, if OCR, if, if getting out there and getting in the mud is not your thing, I can respect that. But if if you're just afraid to try, I'm more like, come on, come on, a 5K won't kill you. <laughs> Right, but I can respect. It's not everyone's game to go out and get dirty. I personally have fallen in love with it, but I can respect that some people think it's crazy. No, I mean I respect it like a lot. And I, Crystal and I talk about this all the time. I, like I always say, if I ever got chased by a bear, I just sit down and eat me because <laughs> I, I, I just let him. I sit down and slather myself with honey because I'm going to die anyways, and I'm not going to die running. <laughs> <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. Although I said that you know, too, and then I started hanging out with Kenny Dunn, and he has convinced me to start getting into jogging. So sometimes the right well, people can uh, change your mind. Oh, well, I also said the same thing about yoga too. So DDPY. So I guess there's always room for uh, for growth. Um, but um, no, I respect a lot of. I have a lot always of somewhere to go, my friend. <laughs> always somewhere to go. That's right. See, it's funny oh, because sorry. the way you talk about mothers and stuff, Murphy, we do polar plunges here. And, I mean, it's kind of the same process. You know, you go through Equally all insane. the prep work. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, yeah, it's a little crazy. 
<laughs> and wow, is it cold. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's kind of ironic what we, what we do once we can. I, I don't or know once if it we believe we with can. A polar, uh, I don't know if it compares with the polar plunge, but I did recently post the video of that ice bath I took at the Tough Mudder, and oh my God, I, I yeah, it I, counts. <laughs> it, most most people keep telling me about the benefits of, of like ice baths and polar plunges, and I'm yep. I, I don't like being that cold. Uh, but I'll do it if it's if it's an obstacle in an event for some reason. <laughs> I'm, it's a whole different level of cold. It is. It's like a whole yeah. body brain freeze. Right. Uh, you know, we, yeah. We were at GDP's. We were at GDP's place this past week, and and I said, you know, they were doing those cold plunges things, and I said, I I don't care if I come out of there and I turn into Brad Pitt. I'm not going into that ice bath. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> oh. In fact, I was just in the hot tub cutting onions and potatoes around myself, and you know, just turning myself into stew up there. I will say, I will say this: if if someone had told me that losing losing weight would mean that I would be eternally cold, I might not have started yep. DDPY. <laughs> it's it's one of the it, things that people don't realize. It is terrible. And it's all the time now. <laughs> yeah, it was it was a real shift for me because I, I was I, I just wasn't prepared for it. But you know, you think about it, your body is constantly working not only just the insulation, but working to carry around all that extra weight and it's like you don't have to do that anymore and you don't you're not sweating us randomly and yeah, it's a wild adjustment. I there was a time I would not leave the house without some sort of like handkerchief or washcloth in my hand so, or in my pocket so that when I inevitably started sweating through my shirt and it's it's a it's a hard way to live and I I don't envy or I don't wish that on anybody. So uh, that's one of the reasons why I'm actually so vocal about my uh, my story is especially for the bigger guys, the 400 uh, to 500 pound guys that uh, maybe they were like athletic in the uh, in their youth and and they've uh, now they've let themselves go. You can get it back, and it's it's possible to get it back, and and you'll feel so much better about yourself. So I like to encourage those those guys most of all. Uh, perfect. That's. I think that people don't great. realize how uncomfortable life can be when you're that size, and how much pre-planning goes into everything. Does this chair have arms at the restaurant? Am I going to feel like I'm going to break it in front of everybody? You have to account for being out of breath. You have to account for being left behind, for your feet hurting. Like, it's such an uncomfortable life. You could be sitting in a lounge chair and just sitting there. You can. You're like talking to people. It's. It's very hard, and it's one of the things that a lot of people who've never dealt with it never really understand how uncomfortable life is at that size. I agree. I completely agree. And and then you you tell yourself story, or you tell yourself, oh, it's not so bad. It's I'll, I'll deal with it later. Um, and and you just you learn to accept it, and that's that's not a way to live, man. I I I just think uh, it's it's. It's a bad mindset to to stay in, and I I want to help people get out of it whenever wherever I can. You talk about lying to yourself too. I mean, mm-hmm. I used to say like, oh, I don't I don't want to put in all the work to change. I don't want to have to put in all this work to to exercise and actually. You're putting in more work every day, being where you're at. Like it is harder yeah. and more effort to just live a life at that size. And you don't realize that you're actually, it's so much easier life on the other side of it. And I'm fighting to stay where I'm at. Yep. Yep. It's, it, see, it, because people see that uh, dedication of what a uh, half hour to an hour as actual pain and they don't associate it as a way to improve the pain they're always in. Um, it, it's, it's a like pain announces to avoid the pain of, of living a life that, that is hard to move in, you know? Absolutely. You know, it's, it's, it's kind of funny that you convince yourself of how stuck you are, but 
really you're not. I mean, it's all an illusion. If you right, you can't get on your feet until you get off your ass. I mean, the truth has been like that forever. And I mean, GDPY is no different. Agreed. 100% agree. Uh, you have to be willing to make a uh, meaningful effort towards a better existence or else you're just going to, and it's, it's not that you're just going to stay the same because nobody just stays the same. You're either going to start no. getting off your ass and feeling a little better or you're going to get worse. And it, it right. only gets harder the, the longer you wait. And sometimes just getting off your ass is the hard part because once you're off your ass, how many times have people come up to you and said, now that I'm off my ass, I wish I did this 20 years ago? Because not only well, right, say that. is getting, <laughs> getting, getting off your ass, it's, it's like the, 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 it's working out and stuff like that, but also people don't realize how good it feels in the process. It's not about the victory. Once a week into changing like that, you're going to feel amazing, and you're like almost a high, and you're like, why did I wait so long to get off my ass? Progress yeah. equals happiness. How many times have have all of us heard, I wish I would have started sooner or I wish I knew I was worth the effort? That one, yep. that one's mine. Um, yep. I, I, I've been there because there was a, that's, that's a big part of my imposter syndrome problem was that I didn't think I was worth the effort to the world. Um, I didn't think that anything that I did mattered to anyone else. So I didn't do anything for anyone else. And that, that was one of the big changes I had to make. And I, that's why I try to like give back and help more people now because I, I do have value I can provide to people and I can help people live a life they want to live. Uh, I mean, that's, I think that's the next level. That's what we do here. I like think that once example, you get to that Murphy, point, Sorry. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> sorry. Is... No, go ahead, Mike. No, I was just saying the next step is is, uh, is giving back, and, and that's what you're doing right now. Right, and I that's think the goal, through yeah. just sheer sh- showing everybody that it is actually impossible. You know, everybody's possible. It's not impossible. It's I'm possible, and I think that's really important. I, I agree, um, and I just I, I want to remind people that most people have more control over the things in their life that they don't like than they think they do. Um, there are people. Right. I I'll fully acknowledge there are people that are in situations that are shitty that they have nothing to do with, um, and they can't they they don't have any any way in or out of it. But most people are doing something to make their life more complicated. And if you just start with stopping those things, things start to get a little better. And then you can, you have a little space to breathe and, and to start uh, looking at ways to improve, maybe start DDPY for the first time, you know? <laughs> I think that's a great goal. Yep. I, I agree. And, um, you know, there's a, there's a lot of uh, – it's really hard to take accountability in your life. And it's not hard, but for it not being hard, it's rare. You know, when someone, you know, when someone calls you out on something, when you, even when you're guilty of it, what's the first thing you do? You you're instantly try to find a way to deflect it or, or – well, you do this. And you do that with arguments with your wife and your friends and your family. I really tried a couple of years ago because I did that all the time. You know, someone said – my wife, oh, you do this and you shouldn't do that. Well, you shouldn't do this. And usually if someone's bringing it to the point, and if they're not just nagging for the sake of nagging of actually criticizing you or actually telling you to look in the mirror about something, take a minute to look. Maybe they're right. And maybe it's not so much as an insult that is, is help. Because I've realized a lot of things that I've denied and, and thrown back at somebody, and one of them is my ability to change. For a whole lot of years, I was uh, I was finding reasons to find out that everyone's wrong and I'm just a victim of this or I'm I can't do it because of this. But when you take take a minute to look in the mirror and think, actually I can. It's a game changer. But it's something that not everyone's capable of doing right away, and it takes time to realize, to listen, and to kind of internalize that stuff. 
Absolutely, absolutely. There's a lot of uh, ego involved in that. Um, and uh, uh, one of the uh, one one of the things that I, I I'm a little different than you uh, on that because when I get criticism, I immediately internalize it. So I'm like, oh, what did I do? What can I improve on so that that never happens again? Type thing. Um, oh dear, I've lost my train of thought. Uh, but uh, it it uh, it is it's hard because you you feel like attached to this persona of who you are. And when someone questions that or, or uh, tells you that maybe, maybe you're, you're not doing the things that you should be doing, you're like, you, you want to get defensive and you want to protect your way of life because changing it is hard. I agree with you there. Well, but I think it's really important to say that, you know, it's as hard as something ever is, it doesn't mean that it can't be done. This is 100% true. Uh, it might not yep. be done right away and in a way that you expected, but it is possible to do. Exactly. A, a perfect way to wrap it up, Crystal. Uh, that's, I mean, that's the game of the game. And if it may not be able to be done the way you want to do it, but what, what's this whole company about? What's this whole workout about? There's always some place to make go. It make it your, your own. own. <laughs> yep. And there's, there's, more that, there's more than one ways to, 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 to get to a, a victory or a problem. And that, that way may not be accessible to you, but we all find our ways around it. We all modify in our lives and our workouts, and we can find happiness and victory, maybe not in the same way we thought we were, but that's, that's all crap too. <laughs> You know, they they kind of sell you on early. You're gonna you're gonna pick a dream, and then everyone's gonna go for their dream. Well, if I picked a dream young, I'd be a ninja turtle right now, or trying to be. You gotta adapt <laughs> along the way. You yeah. You I, gotta, I would oh, probably be a rescue ranger. Your goal. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's so true. Uh, there's so much there's so much uh, pressure to attach you to the, your first dream, like trying to achieve that. And it's great if you achieve your first dream. But priorities change. Your dream changes. And find out what's mm-hmm. working for you now. And if it's not the same thing that worked for you months ago, find something else to inspire you and go for that. It's always adaptable and always changeable, but the motivation is there. Agreed. Yeah, and, I agree. Uh, that, and uh, we're going to wrap it up now because I didn't realize we only have two more minutes left on here. But <laughs> um, thank you for coming on with us tonight. I appreciate you coming on. And if we learned anything, it's – be adaptable and find what's next. And, and, and Murphy, I, I'm really inspired by your next. I'm inspired to see what you're doing and taking this, you know, the weight loss that was incredible and then getting there and then pushing yourself to a level that, you know, most people probably wouldn't even have thought was possible. It's inspiring. We appreciate you coming on. Well, the next time I talk to you, I'll probably look like Scotty Boot. So that's my next goal. <laughs> 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 well, well, uh, put some boots on. I don't know where I was going. At. Um, that I, I had something in my head that I thought was going to be funny and witty, and then in between the head and my mouth, I kind of forgot what it was. So I apologize for that terrible pun. Uh, <laughs> well, Crystal, we always yeah. wrap things up here with a quote of the week, and uh, this week I am sure you got something good for us. And I promise I will forgive you for getting all the, the popularity at the DDPYPC this week. I'll, I'll, I'll get over it by next week. But um, let's, uh, let's blast on out of here with a quote, and then we'll wrap it up. Sure. So this week's quote is another quote by Mike Mullins. Um, know the difference between those who stay to feed the soil and those who come to grab the fruit. I'm gonna I'm gonna have more quotes than Shakespeare. I gotta explain to everybody when when I come on, or else I look like an asshole who's telling you to quote me. Whenever there's a uh, anonymous quote or somebody who hasn't been described, I just steal it and say it's mine. <laughs> so any anonymous <laughs> quote becomes Mike Mullins. <laughs> yep. Uh, well, thank you guys so much. Thank you, Murphy. Uh, we'll be back next week with another episode of DDP Radio. Thank you, Crystal, for all your work in accommodating my uh, time off and, and, and switching stuff around. I know that's not easy when there's a full pack schedule, but I appreciate it. 
And uh, I'm sure we'll be back next week with another amazing story, another amazing guest, and uh, another amazing, inspiring tale of success here at DDP Radio. Uh, Have a great week and uh, own it. We'll see you guys soon. Stay safe, happy, and healthy. Kicked it today, man. That was a great workout, man. The powerbomb set up by Page. Oh, oh, the diamond cutter. I don't believe it. Diamond oh. cutter out of the powerbomb. We're going home. You've been listening to DDP Radio. Tune in again next week for another edition of DDP Radio with more great guests, inspiration, and news from Diamond Dallas Page and Team DDP Yoga. Keep up all the great work and, most importantly, own your life. This has been a presentation of DDP Yoga and Blog Talk Radio.